0614-104-702. Food feature. It is time for our food feature today. We're chatting Cafe de Sol. And we had the opportunity as the 702 Afternoons team to indulge in our first Christmas lunch. Well, actually, it's our second Christmas lunch. We had Christmas lunch a week or two ago. A week ago. Yo, you see, the brain is foggy this time of the year. And this was an Italian Christmas lunch. We're joined by Chiara and Juan, who are chef and restaurateur of Cafe de Sol. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us. And also, who is in studio but not on mic is Mama, Mama <laughs> of the restaurant, uh, who also has been just sharing some interesting nuggets about the, the food. But Kira, I want to start with you. You are one quarter Afrikaner. Yes. <laughs> three quarters Italian. Yes. We need to know how this happened. <laughs> So I was very blessed to grow up in an Italian family. My my dad's mom came from Geneva in Italy. Yes. And my mom's mom came from Brescia. And my dad's father was Afrikaans and went to go and fight in the war in Italy. Mm. And that's when him and my grandmother met. And then he brought her back to South Africa. And obviously from my mom's side. So that's how I became a three-quarter Italian <laughs> and a quarter proudly South African. <laughs> so what actually um, uh, adopt the Italian part of the cuisine as opposed to you being here talking to us about buri rolls and other types of, you know, poiki and so things when, like I that? Think, look, I have an amazing appreciation for South African food too. Yes. Of course, it's in my blood. But I think when you grow up in an Italian household, it's it's part of your fabric of everyday life. You yes. know, it's... It's conversational, it's loud, it's all about food. Like you wake up in the morning and you think of food. You come home from school and what's for lunch? And then you ask what's for dinner? And, you know, my gran, we grew up with my gran. She lived with us and she would literally wake us up in the morning and be like, 6 a.m., it's time to learn how to cook gnocchi. And we're like, we're 10, 11, 12 years old. We don't want to learn to cook gnocchi. We want to go play with our toys. And she was like, no, you learn how to cook gnocchi. 12 o'clock, it's ravioli time. And we... You know, we grew up with that as our culture and um, little did we know it would stand us in so much good stead having Italian restaurants because, you know, now it's part of our fabric every day as well. So on your side, Juan, I mean, you, you joined the business not that long ago. Um, I'm curious, though, prior to being a part of Café de Sol, uh, what was your relationship with food like even before you became professional? Was it something that you kind of always knew you would be doing or is it something that you like you fell into so basically i first wanted to go into engineering actually okay enough. but then i saw the decline in maths so um in high school it was like touch and go mm. uh, consumer studies like you see your friends come out with nice food and you go okay i want to do that yes and um after high school, literally went and worked for Peter Feldsman, the uh, renowned cookbook author, mm. uh, Emily's Restaurant in Cape Town. Uh, did an apprenticeship with him and uh, his business partner, Johan Widendal. Once I left Cape Town, it was literally walking into the kitchen of DW1113 with mm. Martinez Ferreira. Um, it was three years there. From there, I moved to, relocated again, but to Plettenberg Bay. Mm. Uh, went Which to, is a very nice place, Yeah, if I it's, say it's so. very, uh, very quiet during the year, but mm. heavy, busy over season. And that was Emily Moon River Lodge. Mm. 
worked so uh, worked as the head chef for Emily Moon River Lodge. And as I relocated back to Johannesburg, that's where places like Four Seasons, the West Cliff, mm. um, La Boqueria, and that was finally I got the opportunity to join the Cafe de Salty. We actually had uh, La Boqueria a couple of weeks ago as well. Lovely, lovely uh, cuisine that they have. Well, very Spanish. Yeah. So, so what is your, you know, core genre, if I could say, of cooking? Um, are you like many chefs who are like, I'm classically trained, so I always do the French thing and you kind of evolve into the different jobs that you, in different kitchens you find yourself in? So, so I think over the years, uh, most of the kitchens I was in was very much more fusion fusion cuisine. Mm. Um, everybody does what they want to do. Mm. Um, so settling down in doing Italian, but having, how can I say, a, a wholesome, fresh plate of food, uh, plated contemporary style and beautiful. I think I, think I found my, my comfort now mm. where I feel more comfortable in doing what I do. Um, mm. Everything was always different cuisine, so you yes. have to compromise and learn very quickly how to do it. Mm, mm. And I, I almost find uh, with Italian cuisine, it's not quick, fast meals. They require a, a true labor of love. I mean, for the many slow, low and slow dishes that, that happen, and when a person gets that on their plate, not realizing that this took 10 hours of labor or even though pasta, fresh pasta is so quick to cook, but what it took to actually make the fresh pasta. Yeah. yeah, And, 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 and I'm wondering if you found, cause you're saying you found a kind of a comfort where you are, but I'm wondering if, um, you have a different appreciation for certain things in the Italian cuisine. Look, it's, it's, it's still opening my mind every day of like different stuff. Like you, you learn about Italian cuisine during the years that you move on and everybody makes pasta and uh, but I think now it's more of a point of where you learn the appreciation and the time it takes to make a decent pasta Mm. and fresh pasta and the process that it has to go through when you make a pizza it's not just thinking of okay I'm gonna go grab a pizza at a takeaway store it's literally the process that the dough has to go through to get to that final product. Mm. Um, so it's a lot more, you start appreciating it more as soon as you're in that kitchen and learning how to, when you start cooking stocks, starting to cook stocks for eight hours, mm. then you still have to strain and reduce and get all of those flavors uh, enhancements into, into that process. But you get an appreciation more because you deal with the product. And then you eat it in two minutes. <laughs> Literally, yeah. right? Can, can you, Kiara, give us some cheat codes um, of things that one can have in the house all the time to whip up? I mean, we know if you have a good marinara, you can use it in so many things. If you know how to make, you know, a decent bechamel, all the different things that you can create with that. Yes, I think, you know, the, the thing is with Italian cuisine is, the first thing is very amazing, fresh ingredients. Like yes. that, that is number one. If you have the right ingredients and you have, let's say, you want to make a beautiful Napoletana, 
to use the right tomatoes is what's going to give you that mm. amazing Napolitana that you can stretch into dishes like pasta. You can do a beautiful sauce with a fish. You can do beautiful fresh mussels with a marinara sauce. So definitely a beautiful tomato, a, a wonderful stock. Because stock you can freeze. You know, you can make a big batch. If mm. it's got that beautiful gel consistency, you can freeze it. And then you can make a quick risotto for dinner. You know, okay, it doesn't take quick. You're I assume. love how you like a quick risotto. But I'm it's like, a stock that's the longest <laughs> Yes, thing, yes. Know? Um, so definitely bechamel you can put into lasagna, you can use for ravioli, you can use it in so many ways, you know, mac and cheese if you want to be like really comfort food Italian style. So yeah. And I think those are such super tricks, but I sometimes see chefs who, for example, they prefer uh, canned or tinned tomatoes over fresh ones. In which, in which scenario, and I don't know if it's to do with the sourness or what it is, in which scenario would you say, listen, do the tin for this as opposed to the fresh, or are you like a purist? Everything must be fresh. So, you know, I'd love to be 100% purist, but it depends on the ingredients. So in South Africa, our tomatoes are not like Italy. Mm. It's very rare that you get a supplier that will give you those beautiful ox heart, those big ones that like taste so sweet and mm. juicy. If we have those all the time, I would use them. But because we don't, we actually use the brand called Muti. Mm. Um, it's a whole peeled tomato or a, like a polpa for pizza. Because we know where it comes from, we know it's always going to be consistent. Mm. We've mm. also had experience with other tomato brands where some of them are like a bit sour and then the next batch comes and they're sweet. And, you know, consistency is king in this industry. And yes. You know, we just want to make sure that we always deliver something that always tastes the same with love, like Mama would make it for us. Oh, Mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so t tell us then how the journey of Café de Sol um, started, especially considering there is so much Italian uh, cuisine available in this country in different forms. It, it, it almost becomes... I would consider pizza and pasta as part of South African cuisine yes, at, this, at this stage, <laughs> right? So if many. they're like, what's a traditional South African meal? Like bolognese yeah. is a traditional South African meal. <laughs> so uh, what, what was the concept that you're like, we're going to be different in this way because there's already so much that's available. And yes, you love your food, your family recipes, but it's also still a business. So we, we opened 16 years ago in a climate where there was only franchises. Mm. We were probably one of the first independent restaurants. Mm. And the whole vision of starting was basically because we wanted to share the meals that were cooked with love. You know, the way Mama made them for us. Because mm. we felt like that was the power ingredient. That yes. was the ingredient that's, that's going to put a smile on people's faces. That's going to give that warm and fuzzy feeling when you eat it, you know. So... We wanted to share that with our, our clients and we started, my brother was in IT, my mom was in catering, I was in marketing and sales, decided to pull together and open our first store in the middle of like nowhere, Olivedale Corner Shopping Center, yeah. it was like it wasn't even on the map, you know, and we started and people started driving from far and wide just to come and taste authentic Italian food. When we opened, I promise you that 99% of our clients, unless they were proper Italian, knew what a risotto was, mm. knew what an artichoke was, until MasterChef's launched. Yes. Then everyone was a, a MasterChef, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but in those days, no one knew, you know, what that was. And um, 
That was our first store in Olivedale, which we've actually moved now to Blueberry Square mm. next to Eagle Canyon. It's a mm. much better airy, you know, uh, sight view, which we didn't have in our old store. And then seven years later, we started our um, botanical brand. Mm. And my mom and I went to Italy in the south of Italy to Calabria with the Culinary Institute of Italy. And we did basically um, a professional pizza and pasta course. And we brought a lot of those ideas back into botanical. Mm. And then about actually this year, in, at the end of April, we started Stain City. Yes. And that's really beautiful because it's, it's kind of on a piazza. It's so safe. It's so tranquil. It's a very different type of dining. It's mm. like very al fresco. Mm. And, um, yeah, we, we started that. And through the years, we've always had to innovate and elevate and keep abreast of, you know, what's going on to always develop and present new ideas within our Italian cuisine. So never going too far from the core, but always bringing in something fresh. And that's also why we've brought John into the brand. Because um, we just feel, you know, as times change and as so many more people and more Italian restaurants are popping all over the show, we, we also want to just put more finesse and, you know, elevate what we already have. So have, exciting have, times. Have, have you found that... Um, it gets harder to pre to please clients and customers' palates because we are all um, a lot more knowledgeable and educated with Food Network and the Master Chefs, and um, you know the standards have kind of gone up. There are many people who make things from scratch in their homes and do it really well. Is it becoming harder for you, or are you feeling like no, it's actually becoming? easier because now people have a newfound appreciation for what we do so i think it's a bit of both um the, you know there are the people that really appreciate it if they really do cook well and you know they've traveled well i think mm. people that are also very well traveled you know really understand food um but then there's also the other side where it makes it a little bit more difficult i think that covid was really interesting because a lot of people couldn't go out. All the restaurants were closed. And people that couldn't cook, I promise you, had to learn how to cook. Mm. And I've had clients that have come back and have been like maybe even a year after COVID. And they've been like, you know, we've taught ourselves to cook at home. We haven't had the need to go out because yeah. we like we love cooking at home now. We never used to cook, but now we love it. And then they come back slowly and trickle in. And then... Um, during COVID, we also wrote a recipe book. Yes, we and, did. Uh, yes, it's Christmas, so you got a copy today. <laughs> I'm showing everybody the book on my uh, Instagram live. I don't go live often, so head over to Instagram at Rile and you can see I'm showing the cookbook and we'll, we'll post as well Thank on the you. 702 socials. So, so we, you we were wrote able to do this in yeah. lockdown um, because, you know, success is transient. That's one, that's one thing that... You know, COVID taught us is that you can be here today and the next day you mm. might not. And it's such a legacy over 16 years that somehow I wanted to actually just document the legacy. So we we chose all of our signature dishes, and it's not stuff that we want to be private about. It's it's you know it's recipes and dishes that we've mm. like have become signatures over 16 years, and we we want to share. And in there is all of our beautiful risottos, and you know it's all those dishes that people. They now know how to make, but now they can go and see the way we do it, you know, mm. and try different things. And it's been a great success. So, yeah, we're very proud of our book. How, how did you uh, build a business that was 
COVID proof in the sense that it survived when we know many restaurants were, did so not come, come back. It was touch and go. I mean, there was times where we were like, are we going to make it? Aren't we going to make it? So what we did was when we could start selling, we did an online Shopify sites with mm. um, ready-made lasagnas, ready-made, you know, meals before we could deliver hot meals. Mm. And we actually still have it going. It's um, www.deli-via.com. Mm. And there we do ready-made lasagnas. So like during Christmas, if you don't want to cook and it's, it's great to have in your freezer, it's no preservatives, like all fresh pasta. And that's literally what like, helped us pull through. But is evolving the business. Yeah. 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 And, and being able to still get some cash flow in because I think it was almost three months that there was like no cash flow. So, yeah, we just look, we're lucky we're in an industry where everyone knows each other and we talk to people. So our suppliers were happy to let us pay off whatever we owed mm. and somehow magically and, and with very hard work, we survived. <laughs> so, Jean, quickly take, chat to us about the menu of what you um, served today. There was some capacho. Um, I drowned in the panna cotta. It was just so good. And my favorite thing was the lamb ragu with the, the penne. But you, oh, oh, those chicken livers were also, mm, please talk to us about the menu and why those specific items were selected for our Italian Christmas lunch. So uh, we started with the beef carpaccio. So it's one of the, one of the top sellers at the restaurant. Mm. Um, so we do everything in-house. We marinate our own beef fillets, um, roll it in peppercorns, cling wrap to obviously keep the shape. Uh, on the plate itself, we've got the uh, uh, grassini breadsticks. We had the lemon dressing, uh, the salad of rocket celery, cherry tomatoes, and then the basil pesto, and the marinated mushroom. And then the second dish was the chicken livers, which we normally do as a starter at the restaurant. A uh, bit of chili. You've obviously got the crispy onion rings, the fresh bread. We slightly toast the bread with a little bit of olive oil at the restaurant today obviously we just yes. wanted to do it uh, fresh um with the pasta it was the lamb braised lamb pasta mm. which we literally roast the lamb in the pizza oven overnight it's a red pepper ragu and then obviously once you come to the restaurant you can actually make a decision which pastas you want so we've got quite a large variety of the pastas uh, dessert, we spoiled you with two different ones. One was the Nutella cheesecake. We also keep on changing that up. So when you join us, your waiter would know what the cheesecake of the day is. And then also we've got the vanilla panna cotta where we also do different variations of panna cotta. So now we can find a Cafe de Sol in three locations. Where can people find you? So the first one is our OG, Café del Sol Classical, and that's in Blueberry Square, close to Honeydew. Uh, we also have Café del Sol Botanical, which is up the road in Bryanston Shopping Centre, great central location. And it also has the Landmark Bar, mm. which is an amazing, like, moody New York-style bar. And then we have Stain City, and that's obviously in Stain City Estate. Um, People, when they book, they get a dine plan code, and that's how they would get into the estate. And once they're in the estate, they can enjoy 
not only our food, but the beautiful estate as well. And the houses some of us are yet to afford. Sure. <laughs> Thank One you day. so, so much for coming through. Find Cafe de Sol Thank on you. Instagram at Cafe de Del Sol is a yes. on Instagram and the website cafe del sol.co.za. Thank you so much to the we both are of you. Grateful. Thank, Thank you. So much. Thank you so much for the delicious lunch. We're going to be posting it on our social so all of you can get a look and we'll also show you the book. Can we get the book on the website? And it's actually just gone into Woolworths nationally. Ah. So you can buy it at Woolies, you can buy it um, on Take a Lot, anywhere. And it's called Our Italian Legacy of Love, written by Kara Fulyun with Ryan Fulyun and Luciana Trecani. 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 Means three dogs and ah. she had three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. Thank you so much. It's just after one thirty.